Welcome to Wii. The thunder. Even our lightning bolt was a little sad tonight. Uh, it is shooter. I got the stash. I got screwed. And we've got a game five double overtime loss. Lightning can't pull it off. They lose to Dallas tonight, three to two, in a game that I thought the Lightning should have won. Um, so what we're going to do is, uh, well, what we always do. <laughs> we're going to try to break down the game the best we can. And uh, uh, I don't think we're going an hour and a half tonight, boys. <laughs> um, what, what are your guys' comments on the game before we break it down? Uh, I mean, it, it felt like it felt like the opposite of last game early on, where it seemed like I was worried about the pucks getting us getting the bounces in the first game. It seemed like the puck was firing our stick early on, but throughout the game, once again, it, it, Boston got the puck luck, and that's what got them the goals. Everyone wants we. I think we outplay them five five on five. We get the better quality chances, uh, and then they get the lucky bounce, and it it gives them a goal. That that's how they've been scoring in this series. So it's it's a little bit frustrating to be honest. Thomas, you were at the arena. Um, how what, what was it like there? What were your thoughts on the game? I don't know. If, I think you uh, need Tom... to clear the puck. That was our problem tonight was clearing the puck from our end. Oh yeah. If we could clear that puck, that game was ours. Can't disagree with that. Uh, a few goals tonight. We didn't clear the puck, and um, they made us pay for it. So let's uh, let's go to the Chernak breakdown. Like um, who was that? Chernak Hedman? played like crap tonight. Oh, Chernak. Yeah, he took a penalty. Um, yeah, he did not play well. But you know, to to Stash's point, I thought the team overall did play well, and they they probably deserved to win this game if we kind of go and break it down, which we'll do right now. Um, we hear early in the day that Steven Stamkos is not going to play in this game. So um, we got that news early, got it out of the way, and yep. uh, move yep. up forward. I, I don't think uh, any of us were kind of worried about that. Obviously, we want to see Stamkos, but we know we could win this uh, series in this cup without him in this game. So period one starts off. Um, Dallas actually gets a penalty right away. Uh, little did the Colts know this would be their only power play chance of the game. Uh, and, you know, we, we can pretty much say that the refs, the refs all around um, swallowed their whistles tonight. Um, and, and you can take, say the same thing for, you know, Tampa and Dallas here. They had two power plays. We had one. So you can't really blame the refs. I mean, there were some calls that are normally called during the regular season, obviously, and during this playoffs that it's were not called serious, For sure. Uh, well, you saw the, the graphic you put up there on the show, uh, three power plays in total for both teams. Um, that's like half of what's called in any game on average throughout this entire series. It's been at least three per side every game through the first five games so or four games. So, yeah, the refs certainly, we talked about it as we watched the game together tonight. A uh, concerted effort by the referees to swallow their whistles after the end of last game and the controversy surrounding the end of game four. Contract, quote unquote. Well, no, I mean, the controversy was that that hook was a hook and not an embellishment. And then they still got a power play on top of it and over time an additional power play and couldn't close the deal and then got pissed off about 
what I thought was a pretty solid call in overtime in the Stanley Cup Finals. If you're going to do a guy like that, put him on his ass at a bit of a play. I mean, you, know, you already call maroon for something like that. So I don't, I don't think that's a big deal in the last game. But the referees did, and the NHL. I told you while we're up to the game shooter. I feel like the NHL probably called the referees or somehow got in contact with them and said, "Hey, you boys kind of embarrassed us last night. You better swallow your whistles tonight." And they only called the actual non-subjective penalties, which is what I was talking about on social media after last night's game. I don't care. Swallow your whistles if you want, but call to stop with the subjective call. Call the call the penalties that are all penalties. Yeah. Well, you had you had two high sticks, which they have to call. Well, I mean, if they see it, they call it. And then the other one was was what Verhage with that slash, right? That was the he he slashed the guy's out of his hand. I I mean, but can't blame the refs on this one. They they totally took themselves out of the game, like you said. They did. Um, there you go, Dallas. You bitch about it enough. You you got what you wanted. And guess what? The Lightning still should have won this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. So that the first period in the whole game, like not that many whistles. Like there were just not many whistles in this game. They were flying through that first period. Dallas right. gets the first goal. Um, Bolts can't get it out, as Thomas mentioned. Uh, Sergachev looked hurt on the play. He's like cowering over and – Corey Perry kind of streaks up the middle. Nice shot by him to, to put it under Bassey's um, uh, shoulder there or, or wing. And then um, that was uh, that was just kind of another lucky play. You know, they got that bounce. It ended up right on Corey Perry's stick as he's surging in. Uh, Sergeyev's like, cowered down because he's injured. And um, uh, Dallas leads the, uh, the the way in the first goal, at least. So a few no calls in that period, me and Stash were talking about, like there were some some easy calls that would have been called in other games, but you know, like you said, they, they weren't calling them. Um, you saw Sakura not cu- or get hit or block a shot, I think it was. He never came yeah. back. I don't yeah. think he came back in overtime or the third period. Um, so we'll go to the second period. This is when Tampa scores their goal, Palat. Mm. Magnifique, oh. magnifique. Magnifico. Um, Magnifico. As called it, what did you call that goal? Bella. Uh, uh, silky. No, no, no. NHL 94. Oh, that's true. That was a shit NHL 94 move. That's how I just crushed my friends all the way through middle school was with that exact same play. Uh, and actually even our friend Ty, who has been on the show, I'm uh, pretty sure I made him break the controller with that exact move time and time again. Uh, Shooter may or may not have been there. That's it's an urban legend, you know, that story, but it did happen. We just don't know who exactly was in the room when it happened. But yeah, that was straight up right out of the video games a la middle school, what Palat did and just made everyone, including Hudobin and uh their uh, NBC's golden boy young defenseman, stand there in awe and just watched him walk in, slash across the front and put that puck in the net, like uh, this is what I do. Step back, boys. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. It was nice. He was mad because Shooter forgot to put him on the Tom Smythe uh, little ballot poll. Not me. Not me. I told you guys two games ago, here comes Pally coming and making a case for his name on that Tom Smythe trophy this playoffs. And what do you know? NBC was all on board, and they did their own little package about Pally uh, early on in the game tonight after that beautiful goal of his, obviously, but still – Listen, is anybody yeah. else tired of seeing Perry's wife? 
I'm just so. I know. Why? Why are they showing this woman? No, dude. Whatever. Well, because she's the only one there. Only one there. <laughs> no, they had to. What do you have? What are you Sagan's wife and his kid. Yeah. Yeah. And look how quickly she put her mask up at the end with the wind. By the way. Oh. I'm in the bubble. Like I'm not. I don't give a shit about the mask. I'm, I don't want to. I don't get into it on the show. That's not what we're about. I'm just saying, if you're gonna hold certain families out, you know. And then yeah. you're allowed to be there and not really, excuse me, uh, not really, really enforcing the rules. Then that's the only thing I've seen inconsistent from the NHL in the bubble. I'll take it because they've done an outstanding job so far. Yeah. So um, second period ends with uh, that Verhage slash and nice job by uh, the penalty killers of Tampa Bay once again coming through. Killer, Sorelli. Was, um, excellent play there. And then um, we get to the third period. The Bolts start the third period super sloppy. Like, they mm-hmm. were just mishandling pucks. And find it. It was mishandling pucks. It, it looked bad. But then Sergachev comes through with a rocket through traffic, and the Bolts go up 2-1. to one. And from there, you know, it looks like we're smooth sailing uh with you know that was the third period probably about 16 minutes left so it was a problem um, smooth sailing yeah and then the bolts did take a penalty after that um dallas didn't score that was the cernak high stick and that was pamela's comment i have up here overall great game uh it's funny because there were two high sticks on that call where cernak went off one was on Cooch, and he did draw blood, and they didn't see that one, I guess. Right. So it would have been nice to have that, that called, um, but it just didn't go our way tonight. Vassie had some huge saves in the third period. You have to give him play credit. Hard. Play hard. Yeah. And then uh, Dallas scores. Pawlowski with the rebound. Uh, Dallas ties it 2-2 yeah. with, uh, I think it was a little over five, six minutes left. Fucking Badgers, man. That's how close we were. And, and it wasn't just – at time how close we were we went to overtime and, and by the way sorelli hit the post with a oh yeah left and, yes uh, that that's just how close we were and then i don't have a, any screen grabs from today but in overtime we just saw the lightning take over the first overtime i don't have the the shots up in front of me although i could probably pull it up i here. think it was only six i think it was seven to two i think oh, that's exactly what i was gonna say i think it was seven to two the official line was seven to two i believe yeah. uh, first overtime yeah, and and it was um, it was pretty dominant though. But there, it sure seemed like the so Lightning had thirty because they were just throwing everything towards that net. They kept they had so many chances swarming that overtime, and I was like, sooner or later they're gonna get puck luck and get that in the net, and they just couldn't get it in there. Yeah. Even at, even Kudobin at one point they showed him with his his uh, mask off. I think when they were probably cleaning the ice, which kind of happened. Oh, wow. Towards the end of the period, because there were no whistles uh, in this game, <laughs> um, and, and he looked rattled because he was just getting uh, shot at, and so many chances where the puck was just so close right to there. that line. Right there. Well, um, that icing and that icing that shouldn't have been an icing. That right. Over time too. <laughs> or the or the one that wasn't an icing and should have been. Like they were, yeah. that was where they started showing their inconsistency. It's like, okay, you didn't blow any whistles or put your arm up. Cause I'll tell you that, that's the other thing. I was sitting there like, 
you know, we're watching the game outside on the on the projector here at, at, at Shooter's Place, and I'm sitting here hitting them on the arm. I'm like, oh, there it is. I'm waiting for an arm to go up, and they weren't. So I'm, like, a little bit happy about that, but at the same time, it's just like now you're just going to not call anything? Do you think that's consistency? you think that's going to make up for last game is to just now call nothing? Uh, it, I don't know. It doesn't make me feel better at all. But at least – as I said uh, on Twitter before on the last game and during the last show, I would rather I would rather this to be honest with you. I'd rather the referees not call anything other than uh, literally non-subjective calls, the things you literally can't ignore, like the out of play delay games, the high sticks, you know, the, those kind of things. The, these subjective calls they got to go in the playoffs. So I would rather have the no calls, but at the same time, now it's so late. Now it's just inconsistent. You know, if you started the playoffs this way, then hell yeah, that's the way I want. But now you've been calling these ticky-tacky bullshit calls, especially down low from the top of the ice, and none of that happened tonight. Now you got, it, it just didn't yeah, – it felt like an overreaction. And there was less fighting tonight, which was weird. Was well, because the guys were scared, yeah. The guys didn't know how the refs were going to dole out penalties, you know. They didn't know. Like, we're not hearing you right now. We're not hearing you right now, shooter. Whoops, whoops. You yeah, my game. You um, muted yourself. I did mute myself because I coughed <laughs> for a second. Um, you're welcome for coughing on mute. No, uh, no, anyway, no, no. I was the, the Bolts did not score any goals in that first overtime, and it really cost them because in the second overtime, about 10 minutes in, then the second overtime was a little bit more back and forth. Dallas had a couple more chances. Um, yep. But it was Corey Perry who put it home, and Dallas wins Game Five. Off another so I'm going to put the um, the link in here. We will take some calls. Uh, if nobody wants to call in, though, I'm going to bed, and I'm waiting for yeah. Monday because I know Monday we're going to win the Stanley Cup. Like we heard it here first. Actually, you guys said Game Six uh, a long time ago. Yeah, sure, you heard it here. First six game series, we did say that, and even after yeah. the last game last night, I did say, Hey, I would love to wrap it up, but you know, the one thing I'm gonna say right now, it, it's hard to win back to back games in any situation against the same team in the NHL. It's even more insane to try and do it in the playoffs, let alone the Stanley Cup finals. Uh, and we were, we were talking about this again, you know, last night, I, I took a step back last night from being a Homer fan and being a hockey fan and realizing that Dallas is a talented team. They do have veteran guys. They do have guys that can get it done. We've seen it the last two games. Uh, even though we won last game, they they showed up. They made it a real game. But at the same remember, time... Remember, Vasily, though, has not lost two games in a row. Yep. So we have that going well, for us. That was the first time that Dallas had won the second game of back-to-back, though, in the playoffs as well. So... You know, that that was something that needed a break for them, I think, that to give us this no, way. That, so, they they won the second game before. No, the, the, the stat I saw uh, in the pregame was said that they had were over in the second game of a back-to-back. No, I believe that game that Bishop got pulled from, that was the first game of the back-to-back, and then Kadovan mm-hmm. won the second game. I may be wrong. I can't pull it up because I'm on. Like I said again. I, that was what I remember from the. Again, we we didn't get to. It was a little bit aberration, and that that's the other thing. 
I'll take this. Uh, I'll take the L tonight because we we were the ones that uh, changed our routine. Shooter and I, we tried yeah. to get together. We preempted it. We thought we were going to be able to celebrate together. We were like, hey, let's get the families together. We'll watch on the big screen in the driveway. We'll celebrate. I'm gonna take the L. I'm gonna take the yeah. L. Both losses for Tampa Nation. Have been when we've been considered the home team. So yeah. I want to see the matchups next game. We've beaten them all their home team. So it's gonna be interesting if now they stick with the lineups they had tonight against us, or if they go back to the two games we beat them. Uh, well, I like our chances. I definitely like our chances uh, next game. I'm gonna tell you um, this. I think that if if Stamkos isn't gonna play, I think they go back to eleven and seven first and foremost. I, I think that if if they decide no more stammer, then it's it's eleven and seven for for game six. Um, secondly, I just think that you, you saw what a desperate team is with their back against the wall an elimination game. How are you getting? Who's going to beat the Lightning three games in a row? Yeah, that's what I'm yeah. saying right now. That's what I'm saying right now because that's what has to happen. They already won one. Now they have to win two more in a row against the Lightning. Who? Who? Yeah. Did Lightning have a loss back to back games and how long? Not in the playoffs, and even yeah. before that, even before the regular season, how long they they didn't win back to back, have back to back losses hardly at all in the in regular season. So you're not you're not going to beat this team three times in a row. You're not. So that's what, what I'm coming out of this game. What do you think of Todd's comment here? Wasn't impressed with Ruda or Verhege. Would you guys put in Bogo and Stevens on Monday, assuming Stamkos is out? Well, I already said I go 11 and 7 if Stamkos is out. So that definitely means that I think Ruda's out, Shin is in, and Bogo. That's what I'm thinking. I think I don't. I don't know if Coop goes to it. I don't. I don't. I think he wants all those fat, speedy. I can see. That fourth line's been a liability, haven't it? Yeah, I don't know. I think that fourth line's... Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead, Tom. I can see Stevens coming in Verhage. Verhage was known for taking those stupid penalties. So I can see Stevens coming in for Verhage, or even we might see a Joseph in for Verhage. But I'm done with the Ruda experiment. Go ahead and put someone in for him. He's, I, I understand he's One a last defenseman. That's why, that's why Coop put him in. But we need the sides in there. Yeah, I think Kobe. One last game. You know, we talked. There was a comment in the last show about uh, um, Kobe not ever playing another game for the Lightning. Uh, that the, he was done, but I think that this is it. Now we go into Game Six. That make that move if you want to keep. Even if you want to keep at twelve and six, maybe switch out Reggie. Maybe not. I don't think Reggie was that bad. I think that that. I think that having Coburn or having uh, 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 Paquette and Maroon on the fourth line with a young guy is a liability for this team. The thing I like about eleven and seven is that it puts those two veterans. Mix match with whatever playmaker you want to get out with those two guys. I think that's an advantage when you're stuck with having that fourth line with a, an actual third three man line on that fourth line. Now you're, you know, I was hoping that for Hagee, not not just for not for his sake for being 
being bad, but just for the dynamic that it brings the the team whenever that bottom line has sometimes Sorelli out there, sometimes Johnson, sometimes Point, the way they rotate those guys in the middle or whoever it is that's with those guys or on the wing, it's a difference. It's a big difference. And instead of just having that same fourth line out there, they could play it differently. You still got those two guys and Maroon and Paquette, they're going to play the same way. But that third guy, you're never quite sure. And for the for the opposing team, that keeps them on a feet on an already very active and very physical checking line. Now they're not quite sure who's going to be the puck mover and how they're going to operate the offense coming out of there because everyone has their own subtle differences, you know. And I think to me that's the biggest advantage of going eleven and seven is that fourth line you get to you get to play with the third guy on that fourth line. But this is game six on Monday. You need point. You need Kevin only came back now. You need point. You need Kucherov. You need Johnson. You need Kalorn. These guys need to step up if they're gonna win the cup. Well, I, I don't think the team played poorly tonight. So I don't think I think guys stepped up. I think Killer was there. He made some really good plays tonight. Sorelli went off the post. Uh, Johnson was right there a couple of times again. Uh, you know, I don't think this is due to yeah, poor not, play from the Lightning. Not playing poorly is not going to win you a game. We saw that tonight. We, well, they got to finish. getting the bounces won for, for Dallas. That's what we saw tonight, Schooley. They got the bounces again. They continue to score on few miscues or getting the bounces. The Lightning are the ones that are creating the actual opportunities and actually making plays to score goals. And in the long run, that's what's going to win the series. Lucky bounces aren't going to win the series. And the Lightning are playing the more fundamental hockey. So that's what I'm seeing coming out of this game. Do you guys think... What won us those other games was them not clearing the puck in their own zone and mostly off with face-offs. This is a team fighting for their life, man. Yeah, this is a team fighting for their life. They're fighting for everything down there, an elimination game. This is what you see in this sport. In a seven-game series for the championship, you don't – I don't even want that. I don't want that team that you're planning to just lay down in the elimination game. These guys came out and played their asses off, and they took double overtime to beat us. I want them to lay down. I want them to I know. I know. I want our boys to go out there and earn it because, again, we already have the COVID cup, and that's what's going to – but I was talking about this on social media today. I, again, we and we've talked about the show, this is the even harder to win the Stanley Cup this year than it ever has been, and this is permanently the hardest tro- the trophy, hardest trophy to win in all pro sports. So you can try and put an asterisk on this championship this year, but people aren't going to take it. Do people understand what all these guys have gone through to finish the season and actually go and win? This might be the, the most amazing championship run in the last 30 years of the, of the league. What do you think of um, Pamela's comment here? Do you think there was any effect to the back-to-back? No, it was even for both teams. Yeah, it seemed pretty even. Um, yeah. Nobody seemed overly tired, even though overtimes were pretty quick pace. I see a lot of Victor's Victor's hating on on Cooch, and Tony says point. But guys, th- those were the guys that scored for us tonight. Like, yeah, those those were our top scorers. Cooch made a big play. Yeah, Cooch made a big play. Uh, point buried one, and a lot came in. So again, our our big line is the one scoring the goals. You know. 
and uh, this is this is really impressive, man. Uh, Cooch, look at the company he's got here. Over twenty six uh, assists or more in one playoff season. It's Cooch, Gretzky, and Lemieux. That's Lemieux only did it once. I know, but Gretzky just you know he did it you know pretty much every year. <laughs> yeah, of course, it's crazy. That's four years. Of course, um, so but yeah, Cooch, Cooch did have the assist. Um, point, you know, he had an assist. The, both those guys had really good opportunities to score more goals this game. Like Cooch in that overtime, I don't know what he was thinking the first overtime where he 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 had a prime opportunity and he just tried to bring it even, even closer. And I'm like, man, you got to shoot that. You're right in the slot, dude. What are you looking at? He tried to bring it in and lost the puck. I don't care. I don't care. Keep, needs to keep no, no, I don't care. Let him, <laughs> let him keep playing. Let him keep playing his game. I already told you last show. I told you last show. I'm done critiquing Kucherov. The guy has sold me. Although I will say, we've been talking about him passing too much, and then later in the game, if we were talking about, he had an opportunity and shot, and I thought he should have passed because point was wide open. So you can sit here and split hairs all game long. Should he pass? Should he shoot? The fact is that top line is producing, and that's what we're talking about right now. In this little bit of a segment here, this these guys are showing up game after game after game. Uh, I thought it was very unfortunate that Torelli got the poster because you've seen that line after everyone's been saying they need to step up. You saw Johnson contributed. You saw Killer got an assist and a goal last game, and I really thought Torelli deserved it in this game. And and that was a solid right middle, middle of the post, middle of the puck on the middle of the post. But that it, the net was wide open. He he got robbed by the bounces of the hockey gods on that shot. So I think that in the next game, it's going to be that line that breaks through. And finally, it's the, the line responsible for hoisting the cup. Yeah, well, I'd like to see some of those secondary lines scoring some goals on Monday. Yep. I mean, that that is we really needed somebody else to show up besides Cooch and uh, that top line. So, um, all right, we got Michael Hagerman here. We got, we got yeah, Hagerman. Hagerman. It, it was thundering in the Tampa Bay area, and uh, oh, that's true. Play to it uh, during the game. Bogo is. Let me tell you. Let me, I, I think it's one or the other. Bogo or Shen. Well, yeah, one of those two. I know is yeah. injured. I think it's Chen. I think maybe it's both. Let maybe me, both let me, uh, let me set the scene for what downtown Tampa looked like today. No. Okay. So the Take arena closed off for Thunder Alley at three forty-two today. Three forty-two. It had met capacity. Capacity. Then they had Spark- Sparkman's Wharf, which didn't look like there was any social distancing, nor were they wearing masks um, at Sparkman's Wharf. And then they also had at the sale. So people were lined up at the gates, the barricades at Fort Thunder Alley until the end of the game. And all along Channel Side, there was people on chairs sitting all along channel side all the way from sparkman's wharf mm-hmm. to the arena mm-hmm. watching it and listening it from on the wall outside the arena just to be able to see a chance down there and had they wanted those barricades would have went down and oh. Fort thunder alley would have been a madhouse. 
No, yeah, I, I'm sure. I'm sure. And man, we we were so so close several times um, this game in that overtime alone. Uh, but the the fact was that they could not pull it off tonight. Um, that's what happens when you go to overtime. I think someone said it earlier. You just don't know what's going to happen. Um, and tonight, Dallas Dallas got got one, and and we couldn't put it home. Yeah, I, I, I see uh, Dan talking about Tyler Johnson being bashed by the quote-unquote fans. Um, I don't think anyone's bashed Tyler Johnson whatsoever. I think that uh, I, we've talked about, especially on this show, that the guy's been unfortunately the product of not being able to find a line that he fits on or a role in this franchise after 2015. This team got super stacked in talent and – the guy, the guy plays really hard. He just can't find his role. And I'll tell you right now, they even talked about him in the last game or in this game a little bit and how physical he plays and how hard he is of a player. Uh, I mean, there was that point down in the in the third period where he got checked in, in the, down on the end boards, lost the puck, and they were like, oh, it's taken right away. And then he turned right away and checked the guy that was the biggest guy on the ice, even bigger than Headman and cause a turnover to get the puck back for us. Like that guy plays his ass off and no one in this franchise as a fan base has ever said that Tyler Johnson doesn't play hard. Not well, a single Jamie Ben took him down in I think it was the third period. Yeah. Um, yeah. He took him down real hard and even NBC was like, okay, that should have been a penalty, which was surprising that NBC would call it. But right. I mean, he popped right back up like, like that was all planned and he just jumped back up and kept on skating didn't didn't do anything i don't think yeah tyler is a bad player i just think he doesn't show up when needed he's a sinner man and he doesn't get to play center that's right. the fact man a lot of these guys on this franchise have been brought up to be able to be flexible on wherever they play on the ice because you have to be in a talented team like the lightning but Johnson just, to me, isn't that guy. Johnson is an old-school guy that plays centerman, likes to be there on the draw every time, likes to be the captain of the line, and he doesn't really know how to make his hockey brain activate all the time if he's not that guy in the middle of the line. And that's and it's sad that we have such a deep team, but he's getting a little bit lost in the shuffle. And to me, that's why I've always thought about Johnson. He's getting lost in shuffle. He's, and, and he's a guy that I think would benefit from maybe moving to a new scene where he could get a fresh start and maybe carry a team. Because I think he could. As a, as a first-line center, I think he could carry a team. I'm 100% right now. But he has to be a first-line center. Maybe it will be the Seattle Kraken next year. Well, it probably, it probably, it probably won't be. Someone else will probably get moved, and they'll make a deal, and he'll stay here because I think he deserves to be here. But at the same time, if he's not getting the play in the minutes where he's at, where he needs to be, then the fan base probably should realize that. And I think a lot of the fan base does realize that. The guy contributes all up and down yeah. every night. Well, he does. He does. I mean, when you talk about most scrutinized lightning players, who's at the top of that list for you guys? Then I think I'd put Tyler Johnson up there. Uh, I would say Tyler Kalorn. Johnson, Alex Kalorn. Yeah. Kalorn. 
those yeah. those two are definitely scrutinized for their contract and and output yeah. but they're, they're both very streaky players and uh i think kalorn's been better overall this year and uh tyler johnson we to be honest with you we need something from either one of those guys they, they've got to put some scoring together really has to break through man like this cat played a really good regular season killer did too but killer has been showing up minute wise and, and they've even talked to even nbc has highlighted the play and contribution of of alex corn in this playoff series uh and this run overall but yeah well man you're right and he but yeah that's, i think that's like a guy like yanni where he was on the side for so long Goudreau is doing all the right plays. He's making all the right decisions. He's just not getting the bounces. There's that um, here's that uh, hit on Tyler Johnson here. Very similar to last night, actually. From Jamie Ben, yeah. I mean, he just el- straight up elbowed the guy in the face. But Yeah. Well, and this is the other thing we were talking about, sitting side by side. How does Dallas finish every physical engagement? hands up in the air right after they make contact with one of our guys that's up it's above the shoulders and their their hands they're finishing up high you look at the way our guys finish contact their their hands are coming straight out from their body shoulder high they're coming right they're making good hockey contact plays dallas is taking every opportunity to get the little bit of a cheap shot the high hit the little stick to the back of the calf the freaking slew foot here and there this is what's going on with Dallas, and we talked about it. with the team, if you're getting outplayed, what else do you got? You got one thing left in you, and that's taking out the old tackle box and getting the goon squad out there trying to make the the Lightning lose their head because you're taking these ticky-tacky shots at them. The Lightning didn't bite. They haven't bitten, and they definitely lost tonight, but – they they dominated for longer stretches of the period of this game than Dallas did, and Dallas was clearly the more desperate team. And yeah. something I, that was I noticed on the Lightning bench was they seemed calm. They didn't seem like they were, you know, over. They might have been a little overexcited that they were one game from winning the Stanley Cup, and there might have been some nerves in there. But mm-hmm. that bench was not down at any time, even when. They went when uh, Dallas tied it two two when it was only seven minutes left. I mean, they still were not down. They they still had smiles on the benches, and so I still see a lot of fight left in. Okay, they just got up and walked off the bench. It wasn't there was no breaking of the sticks after tonight's victory, like you saw on the other team's bench after last night's loss, Mm -hmm. right? Like they we didn't have that reaction. Our guys got up after a day's work, went back to the showers, and got ready for tomorrow's adventure. You know what I mean? Tomorrow's job. That's what they did. And that's what we've seen for this team throughout the entire playoffs, and I think that's what's going to win them the Stanley Cup. Yeah. yeah. All right, well, I, I want to wrap Hagerman, it up. I think, yeah, well, we're about to wrap it up, though. I think Hagerman does maybe this last comment. Like, the momentum swings weren't nearly as dramatic as they were or drastic as they have been through the first – four games or five games in the series. So uh, maybe, and I think that's because the referees kept their fucking whistles in the pocket. That's why the referees didn't insert themselves. It was much less 
Because that was the thing I was talking about after the last game. The most of the momentum that Dallas got was manufactured off of the rest of referees blowing the whistle. So it was a much more even played game. Yeah, and and I totally expect to see the same thing on Monday. So hopefully the Lightning kind of know what to expect, and, and hopefully it's consistent. Like you know, it'll just be really weird if all of a sudden like they're calling, you know, five penalties a piece next game. They will. Oh, they will. They're going to go back to. No, one. I don't think so. I think that now that they've gone to, we're not going to call penalties. They're not going to go back. Um, <laughs> oh, you're a beautiful kid. I love you. <laughs> That's not my first Depends time watching hockey, have. but it might be his. <laughs> so optimistic. I love your optimism. All right. Well, what are you going to get Wes McCauley and Sharon? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. What's, um, all right. Well, back. give some score predictions for Monday and let's get the heck out of here. We'll get some rest and then we'll win the cup on Monday. Why not? Seven to two bolts. <laughs> I was it. thinking five to two. I'll go, um, I'll go two nothing. Ooh, I, listen, I love you. You've been calling for a Vassy shutout this entire playoff. He hasn't got one yet. Not a single shutout from Vassy. This is it. You calling it. You calling Vassy shot for the shutout is in the Stanley Cup clinching performance. Yeah. I, I like I think, it. Um, I think we end it on Monday. Hey, we're the better team. I think everyone agrees with that. We we should have won this game. We just didn't get the bounces to go our way. Thomas, do you do you, uh, you gave us yours five two? Um, all right. Anything else you guys uh, want to get out there into the We the Thunderverse? Get ready for Monday. Monday's gonna, gonna be, be crazy. Bobber knocker. Yeah, Monday's gonna be physical. And by the way, cool. When we win the cup. Dicks will be open until midnight, whatever night that is, and the arena will start selling merch as soon as the game is over. I've already decided that we win this cup by some shooters earlier. You guys have seen me now. Obviously, I'm in the shooter's house right now for the show, but you've seen me in, in my domain. The only room in my house I haven't finished is the office, the stash, stash, the, my little, you know, my little stash hole there. And I decided we win, we win the cup. I'm going full lightning, uh, a la schooly backdrop, blue with the white stripe. I'm going in. My wife works at Michael's. Uh, I can get a lot of things shadow boxed, great framing. I'm going in for the whole lightning theme when we win the cup. So I'm, I'm, I'm just waiting for that. That's what I can't wait to do. And I'm getting Stanley Cup patches on this jersey right here, right here, this one right here. Boom, Stanley Cup patch. Stanley Cup patch on my 04. And I'm getting a new sweater too. I'm, I'm all in. We win the cup, stashes in. All right. Well, we gotta we gotta win another hockey game. So let's do that on Monday. This has been We the Thunder. Don't forget to be the Thunder. Uh-huh.